Hello from a locked down West London. This is John Beasley, hoping you're safe, well and keeping reasonably active in this topsy-turvy world of ours. If you're missing your barbershop fix, then Harmony UK Podcast Rewind is here to help. We'll be delving into the archives to unearth three very special moments from recent conventions, featuring two fantastic quartets and a chorus, all three of them world beaters. Well, to avoid twiddling my thumbs while being confined at home, I've even concocted a new jingle, a sort of tag to go with these Rewind podcasts. And for these troubled times, I wanted to give it a sort of public service announcement feel. Now wash your hands and rewind. Yes, there it is. Uh, The first and quite possibly the last time that I'll be attempting to arrange and record a tag. I'm pleading social isolation, Your Honour. Anyway, swiftly on to our first quartet. Among the special guests at Babs 2016 convention in Harrogate, they went on the following year to triumph as international gold medal winners at BHS in Las Vegas. Inspired by Disney's Dapper Dans, they not only sound awesome, they also look the part too. So let's rewind four years to May 2016 and hear once again from Main Street. My name is Mike McGee, and I sing baritone in Main Street. And I'm Myron Whittlesey, and I sing bass in Main Street. I'm Roger Ross, and I sing tenor in Main Street. Tony DeRosa, and I sing lead in Main Street. And it's great to meet you all here at uh, Babs, having a pretty busy weekend, as far as I can tell. Uh, Busy today, yeah. We got in yesterday morning, uh, flew over, and uh, landed early in the morning. Had most of the day yesterday to chill out, but uh, yes, last night's performances, and then uh, events throughout the day today and tomorrow, so... And you've been doing some, some coaching and also some tag singing, I noticed. Yes, we had a chance to coach with the Great Western Chorus here in uh, Harrogate and spent about an hour with them. And then we had an opportunity to sing tags with a bunch of barbershoppers. And that was really fun, teaching tags and learning tags in a group. I'm just wondering, you obviously take part in a lot of competitions in the States, in, in various districts and in the internationals as well. Um, you come over here. Does, does what we do here strike you as at all strange in any way or is it extremely familiar? It's, it's very familiar, actually. Uh, it's the same type of format, and the guys are all interested in the same things that we're interested in, which is making great music and singing for great audiences in the barbershop style. And tags is something which, which, which travel the world as well, don't they? Indeed, yeah. It's a common theme amongst everybody around the world who sings barbershop. Everybody loves to sing tags. your own quartet because seeing you on YouTube and seeing you yesterday you, you seem to have gone for a deliberately very traditional very nostalgic 
pretty humorous sort of style, almost a vaudeville style of barbershop. Is, is, is that fair? That is the appropriate word, is vaudeville. Uh, days of the Song and Dance Man, which is not necessarily where barbershop stemmed from, but it's certainly recognizable with barbershop in our style. So we dress the part and we sing pretty traditional barbershop music. When I say dress the part, we actually wear tap shoes and what do they call those things? Around over the shoes, spats. That's it, and uh, spats and bow ties and arm garters and you know boater hats and so forth. So we look the part, and then we we usually not stray too far from that more traditional barbershop, both from an arrangement standpoint as well as a song selection stuff. We don't do a lot of contemporary titles unless we're doing it for a comedic effect. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light When the day is gray and ordinary Mary makes the sun shine bright Oh, happiness is blooming all around her The daffodils are smiling at the start of when Mary holds your hand You feel so grand Your heart starts beating like a big brass band Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary No wonder that it's Mary that we love Oh, what a holiday A bright and jolly day and I'm just wondering why you, you decided to do that. Was it at least in part a, a kind of reaction against all the barbershoppers these days who say, we are barbershop, but no. we're, we're, we're pretty modern and trendy and, and, and cool a cappella as well? Not in any way. We all four have participated, either currently are involved or have been involved intimately with a show at Walt Disney World called The Dapper Dance, uh, which is the barbershop quartet there on Main Street. And we've all had an affinity for not only that quartet and the music that that quartet does but also just the show stream that they do and the show uh, ideals that they present so with that we thought it would be at the time mike was actually the guy that was the big soothsayer of the whole thing who said hey wouldn't it be cool if there was actually a competitive group that really did that style of show and so thus main street was born it was definitely not in reaction or any kind of a political statement against where the society is going or what they've been doing or what individuals are saying in any way. It was just our, our own creative and artistic thing that we wanted to do. You do have a very humorous take, though, on, on, on modern songs, the, the, the pop song medley that you did, the 20 years from now. Yes, sir, and that was just another idea that we took off. You know, Jimmy Fallon from The Tonight Show has a group called the Ragtime Gals, and they do something similar where they, it's that juxtaposition of singing a popular tune against the old considered barbershop style so we just thought we'd have a little fun with that by choosing pop songs of today and what they you know we're singing the old songs but uh 20 years from now those old songs are going to be by lady gaga and uh, maroon five Style. Game style. 
There is a, a bit of a practical problem, though, isn't it? If you go to the 60s, for example, barbershoppers could take songs by the Beatles or the Beach Boys and they could, they, they could use those. They could work with songs by ABBA in the 70s, in the 80s and 90s, maybe Elton John and Billy Joel. But now it seems to me there, there are fewer and fewer songs making the charts that, that are actually suitable for, for the sort of close four-part harmony that we do. Well, that may be true. I'm not an, a barbershop arranger, but I do know that our society is trying to be as relevant in the music world as possible. So therefore, they're, they're expanding a little bit to allow music of the 50s and 60s and maybe even creeping into the 70s that does fit the barbershop style fairly well. Then it, become, it comes down to someone's personal opinion as to whether they enjoy that or not, I think, those of us that are true diehard barbershoppers. But yeah, they're, you know, they're expanding their horizons a little bit, and it's bringing in a lot more younger folks uh, who enjoy a little bit more up-to-date music. So you know, there's good things about it. Can you ever see a time when judges will look kindly on some sort of imaginative arrangement of uh, uptown funk or, uh, or, or Gangnam Style? Maybe not quite those songs, but... Probably not Gangnam Style, uh, but but I do think that there are melodies of today that can be harmonized in, in four-part barbershop harmony in that style. I mean, just recently, Footloose, which was a song that you know was from the 80s, ended up being arranged and then performed by a top-five chorus. So I do think it will and can happen, but I still think that there will be... There will be a truism behind the fact that it, it needs to have not a recognizable melody, but a melodic approach that will then be worthy of harmony around the circle of fifths, which is our, you know, basic structure for courting. Tony, you mentioned the, the Dapper Dans earlier on. Uh, any of you still working at, uh, at Disney World? Are we likely to run into you if we turn up there? Yeah, actually, uh, all three of these other guys uh, still sing with the Dapper Dans. Myron is full-time there, and both Mike and Roger are subs. I work now as a contractor for the company, and I'm the music director for the group, so I won't be on the street, but these other guys will be. And, and Roger, how do kids who have grown up with uh, viral videos on YouTube and their parents who've grown up with MTV, how do they, how do they relate to the Dapper Dans these days? Well, I think they enjoy it a lot. They, you know, going to Main Street takes them back in time. And so they're, in most cases, uh, Disney suspends disbelief in anything that you may see or hear or enjoy. And the Dapper Dans are just part of that. Most of those kids probably never seen a barbershop quartet before, but they're fascinated by it most times. And we do play organ chimes and, and things of that sort. A lot of that has to do also with just, I mean, you said it, they're, they're into the, the video viral thing, they're into watching stuff, but nothing, nothing can replace live entertainment, and especially interactive live entertainment, which actually draws them in. So even though it might not be something that, when they see it on YouTube, they might not think it's all that cool, but that's the difference. When they see it live, and then they're actually drawn into the performance, literally breaking the fourth wall and connecting to the audience as that group does and many other shows on property do, it appeals to a different sensory than you know just sitting and watching something and actually not engaging it fully, being fully immersed in it. And I guess that will always be the case. Yeah, I mean that'll always be the case with anything live versus recorded, you know, and that's that's why I still I don't think that, you know, musical theater or anything else none of that's ever going to go away because the people who do decide to venture out will be hit by it in a very different way. Well, finally, let's come back to a thoroughly live weekend here at Babs in in Harrogate. Uh, what what are you most looking forward to this weekend? Just meeting folks from uh across the world who enjoy the same things that we do and take part and celebrate in a style which we all really love and enjoy participating in. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Wow. <laughs> They're happy. That seemed like a decent percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the last laugh now?
just amazing. Main Street performing the song they all laughed at 2016 Babs Convention. Uh, the interview, by the way, was recorded on the Saturday afternoon. And the extraneous noises in the background, uh, well, they came from the Great Western Chorus of Bristol, who were rehearsing in the next room for their swan song as the previous year's Babs champions. If you were there on the Sunday, then you may well recall Tony DeRosa with megaphone in hand, leading a huge crowd of us in the car park in a mass outdoor sing of Farewell Mike Coney Island Baby. Enormous fun, but what on earth passes by, made of us all, I can only begin to imagine. No Babs convention this year, of course, but on May the 23rd, Hallmark of Harmony, Bagatelle and Forefront, among others, will be taking part in an evening event which you can join online from your armchair. Innovative, interactive and it looks like a whole lot of fun too. There is a video up on the Babs YouTube channel and I've posted a link to it on the Harmony UK podcast Facebook page and also on our Twitter feed. If you haven't already seen the video, then do take a look. Anyway, on to our second stunning quartet. Class Ring had been crowned Sweet Adeline's International Queens of Harmony at St Louis in 2018. The following year, they were invited to these shores to IES, the annual International Weekend of Education and Competition, which for the first time ever was being held at the Royal Northern College of Music in Manchester. In particular, Class Ring had come to inspire the young quartets taking part that weekend in the Sweet Adeline's Rising Star Contest, which they had previously won themselves. So determined were they to be in Manchester that it turned out even the birth of a child couldn't keep them away. Now let me present to you your 2014 Rising Star Champion Quartet, see where this can lead, and reigning International Champion Quartet, the one and only Class Ring! My name is Haley Parks and I'm the bass of Class Ring. My name is Michaela Slamka Johnston and I'm the tenor of Class Ring. I'm Mary Duncan and I sing baritone with Class Ring. I'm Heather Havens and I sing lead in Class Ring. And is it true that you you're, you're uh, recently became a mum, is that right? I did recently become a mom of two, actually. I have a two-year-old at home and a six-week-old with me here today. You brought your six-week-old child with you today? I did. <laughs> Boy or girl? Girl. And, and getting a very early introduction to barbershop? Yes, very early. Uh, that, is, yes. that is just amazing. Good. Congratulations. And, Thank um, you. Can I begin by asking you then about, I don't know who wants to answer this first, but I didn't realise until today that Class Ring got together simply to compete for the Rising Star Contest, what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five years ago this month, actually, is when uh, we won Rising Star. And tell us about how that came about then, uh, Haley. Well, actually, the other three got together first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I should go out. Michaela. 
So uh, Mary was actually at a different convention with Sweet Adelines in Hawaii in 2013, and she was talking to her mom and Sandy and David Wright and was saying, I'd really like to put together a quartet for Rising Star. And Sandy knew Heather. Uh, she sang, Heather sang in Sandy's chorus, and she hooked them up. And Heather and I met actually at a Rising Star contest in 2007, so she knew me. Mm-hmm. So the three of us got hooked up, and we said, well, now we need a bass. So we actually put on Facebook, does anybody know of a, of a young uh, bass that wouldn't mind singing in Rising Star with us? And uh, someone came back and mentioned Haley, and we reached out to Haley, and not knowing us at all, she got on a plane, and she auditioned for the quartet, and the, the rest is history. And what made you do that, Haley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I mean, these are people you didn't know, presumably. Yes, yeah, they were all strangers. Um, the... The couple of people that gave them my name actually called me uh, probably four or five days after they sent me a message, and I hadn't responded yet. And they were like, hey, did you hear from those girls? And I I was wondering how she knew that. And then she explained that she gave them my name, and she kind of, honestly, she said, even though you don't know who they are, I know who they are, and you should go sing with them. And so it was the encouragement of other people that were already in the organization that kind of gave me that bravery to to jump in and do that. So Mary is the person who started the ball rolling on this in the first place. Did did you ever wonder what you'd taken on or did you did did you did you feel that it was going to work from from the get-go? I hoped it would work but our main goal was just to go and compete at the Rising Star competition and medal or hopefully win and so I was really really excited to work hard for that and I knew right away that Heather was a great singer she had already been competing in Sweet Adelines and had grown up in it so I trusted that and then at our first rehearsal I just knew that it was going to be exciting and we could work really hard and I had high hopes for it but we had no idea that Class Ring would turn into what it did after Rising Star so we didn't actually continue on in the Sweet Adelines International Organization until after the Rising Star competition, we made that decision. And were you at all surprised to win at the first attempt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going I'm to answer that two one. Rehearsals. Yeah. We actually had only had two rehearsals before our first Rising Star, and so we were, well, granted, when we say rehearsal, we were together for like three days, but um, we were shocked i mean we were hopeful but um you know as they start calling out the medals and they don't say your name you're like this could either be really good or really bad (laughs) and so we were very very pleasantly surprised yeah For the next five years, it sounds though, from what you were saying this afternoon when you were talking about the journey from competition onwards, that it takes one heck of a lot of organisation, Michael. Yes, uh, especially being a long distance quartet, we we organise everything and we talk about everything and we write it all down. We use uh, something called Google Docs that's in the Google Suite and Google Drive, and we organise everything there. I mean, packing lists, repertoire lists. Uh, the to-do list, our schedule, everything, we keep it in there. That way we're all on the same page. And you divide up the jobs as well. Who's responsible for what? 
I do um, coaching, and so I'm our coach liaison. And Heather? Um, I do a lot of the administrative work, so uh, all the paperwork for contests, and I am the uh, finance person as well. So you're the. It's worth knowing you in that case if you it look after is, all the money. It's worth knowing me. <laughs> for worth keeping sure. on the right side of you. Yes. <laughs> and what about the other two? I kind of pick up all the extra stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I. Um, well, I show up and I sing my music. No, but um, I kind of help co-chair do social media stuff and then now I'm the merch lady so I bring the merchandise in the suitcase and keep a list of how many CDs we have left and and where is um, like the supplies we need in order to sell merchandise and the things we need to set up the table and stuff. Uh, Have you got some CDs here this weekend? Yes we do our first CD Um, and then we're actually in the middle of producing our second CD, which will probably be available. No, it will be available at this upcoming New Orleans convention with Sweet Islands. Which we shall all look forward to. But, but that brings up another question, which, which you addressed this afternoon as well. The songs that you actually decide to sing. And Michaela, you, you were saying that you're quite careful about what you pick to sing. Yeah, so that's my job, actually. I, I do most of the research, figuring out what songs I think will work for us. We all contribute, but I think that's my main job. And then I send uh, the songs to arrangers and pick which arrangers to send the songs to and how to communicate with them. And yeah, we're really careful with the songs that we pick because we want to choose things that we feel like we can genuinely convey and things that we know we can be successful with. And one of the things that I was surprised to hear you say was that there are some songs you really wouldn't do. Yeah, we don't we don't typically strive to do things like contemporary a cappella songs because that's just not where our strengths lie. None of us really have a poppy voice, so contemporary songs aren't really our strong suit. We feel like we're we're better at like the more musical theater and classic barbershop is really where we feel like our strengths lie. So, Classring have developed a distinct musical personality. But at last year's Internationals in St. Louis, they also seem to have discovered a rather wicked sense of humour. This snippet is taken from their contest finals performance and it's available to view on the Sweet Adelines International YouTube page. Speaking of Sweet Adelines, I must be the sweetest Adeline today because I did something so awesome for the other quartet competitors backstage. Really, Haley? What'd you do? Well, I left them milk and chocolate cake in their dressing rooms. Haley! Haley, you know all of those things are really bad for people's singing voices, right? Oh, really? (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to confess to all of us while we're here? Well... I may have tried to tell all the other quartet competitors that the contest was moved to next week, but that only worked on GQ. (laughs) I tried. We try our best to just be slight caricatures of who we really are when we do our talking parts so that we feel as comfortable and natural speaking. Because honestly, the singing is the easy part and the talking is the super hard part. We chose Haley for that personality because Haley's kind of like the spicy, like 
she's a spicy personality, so we knew that she could pull off that devilish side, probably the best out of most of us. Not that she's a devilish person. She's quite <laughs> lovely, actually. But, you know, we knew that she could pull that off. And it just fit with that, that particular song. Right after that, we sang a song featuring Haley called Shamey, Shamey, Shame. So that we, we felt like that led perfectly into that. And I think we decided to add that element to our talking this year because in the past, I feel like we've gotten the comment a lot that, wow, you were beautiful, you made us cry, but it was like so much like heavy, like too, too serious the whole entire time. And so we, we wanted to lighten it up a bit this past year and it was the perfect way to do it. Some folks think I'm trouble that I'm bad with the capital B. But if I bust your bubble, shame, shame, shame on me. Shame, shame, shame on me. Shame, shame, on me. Oh yeah. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, And when we come to this evening, you'll see a lot of quartets who are going for the prize that you won five years ago. What do you think is going to be going through their minds, Helen? Oh, gosh. A lot of things are going through their, their minds. They're nervous, of course, because, you know, they've come a, very, a lot of them have come a very long way, a lot of them from the States. I think, and a lot of it is excitement. It's a very exciting thing. I remember back five years ago how exciting it was to be getting ready and getting on stage and, you know, singing for your family and your friends. Um, so just nerves, but mostly excitement. And if there was a piece of advice that you could give to them now, this is for anybody really, what would it be? To not rush it. It's, I, and this sounds so funny because I'm still very young myself, but the advice that I've always been given in all of life, but especially in this journey as a quartet, is to enjoy every step and every moment, no matter your placement, no matter your medal, no matter your score, to enjoy this day and getting ready for contest and the excitement of it all building up and, and those few minutes on stage to really relish that and um, every step in that journey. Well, Haley, Michaela, Heather, Mary, thanks very much indeed. It's been great talking to you, and we'll, we'll look forward to your next CD coming out in a few yeah, weeks' time. Thank you. It's so nice much. to meet you.
plastering with You'll Never Walk Alone, which does seem a particularly appropriate sentiment at the moment. I can't help feeling that it would be a pretty good song to tackle for one of the virtual choirs which have sprung up online over the past few weeks. Maybe someone's already doing it, who knows. And so, on to our third rewind in this edition. And if you were in Bournemouth three years ago, when Labs were the hosts for the European Barbershop Convention, which they combined with their own annual contests, then you'll have many, many happy memories from that unforgettable weekend. Among them was perhaps the most compelling, most emotional performance I've seen on stage at a barbershop chorus ever. Stockholm 08 were European champions that year, and their set included a powerful ballad, which for many of us in the audience came as a complete surprise. Deeply, deeply moving. A 08 second song, If You Go Away, had the audience spellbound. It was their third European gold in a row, and their first under new director Rasmus Kriegström, who took over from Doug Harrington two years ago. Afterwards, Rasmus told me about that winning performance. 08 had um, a very emotional time on stage today, I gotta say, and I, I also, I dare say the the audience was with us many people in the audience they were with us today that song if you go away had many of us in tears was that why you chose it was it the emotion yes it was uh, from the beginning a choice from the musical team of zero eight because it is not your uh, everyday sort of barbershop ballad it has a, a depth and a um, sadness, really, to it that m- most barbershop songs doesn't dare to explore. And we've been working hard with uh, portraying that as a chorus. And I think today was one of our great success moments with moving people in that sense. You certainly got the... the, the 
the depths of feeling and the, and, and the fear of the emptiness that would, that, that would follow if, uh, if, yes. if the subject of the song went away. I have to ask you because Doug Harrington paid fulsome tributes uh, to you and said he wanted the chorus to move on. In what ways have you been trying to, to advance the chorus since you took over? So what we did was we started singing a lot of classical music. We competed in our very first classical choral competition, winning the Grand Prix, luckily, and we got invited to uh, the Karuitsava Festival in Japan. And uh, so uh, ever since that, the weight of the classical music in the chorus has been uh, heavier than the weight of uh, barbershop and other show tunes, so to speak. But our width, our genre width, has always been uh, to its fullest. Would you, would with you or like, without Doug? I'm sorry. Would, would you like then to see barbershop try and incorporate some of these things from other types of music? I mean, the, the song you picked this afternoon was, was not a classic barbershop song. It was a, it was a Jacques Brel song. It was a, a French-type ballad. Yes, and uh, when you find something that you connect with, should it have the possibility to, to be barbershopped, then maybe you should consider barbershopping it if you connect with it. And so the music team of Zeret connected with this song, and that's why we chose to, to go through with it. Barbershop is not necessarily a small genre. Barbershop can be quite, you know, wide as a genre. Um, usually because we are singing you know covers and we're doing arrangements of already written songs which means that there's a, a vast variety vast variety of songs to choose from from different genres like ringmaster sang she's out of my life a few years ago david wright has arranged chopin uh, etudes and uh, and now he arranged this song by jacques brel for us um, so a wider range of songs. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about was with Ringmasters, you had this fabulous wall of sound. If you can do that with four voices, what can you do with 60, 70 voices? Uh, yeah, so, so Syrian is, is uh, it's, it's about 45 singers, but still, you know, okay. we, have, we, have, uh, we have opportunities. And uh, what we enjoy uh, most is probably doing... Uh, classical choral pieces uh, with uh, you know high integrity and we've also recently started our own legacy of songs so we commission pieces by composers uh, so the organist of uh, the Stockholm Cathedral have, have written a song commissioned by 08 or 08 sort of so it's composed for us uh, several members of the chorus have written songs, composed songs for the chorus. So something that we have been doing is, you know, starting to build our own legacy, legacy of works in any genre, really. But it has been leaning towards classical music thus far. Uh, but in any genre that we can master, and our job, uh, as Doug so uh, greatly put it, was to be able to master any genre as a chorus in high, in, with, with great quality. We shall look forward to seeing great things from you and you certainly moved the audience today in a way which I've, I've never ever seen before. Rasmus, congratulations, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm
have been content to be your shadow. If it might have kept me by your side. If you go Zero eight with a David Wright arrangement of If You Go Away, which I noticed they also performed in contest at last year's BHS convention in Salt Lake City. If you'd like to see the recording from Bournemouth, then I will add the link to the Harmony UK podcast Facebook page. And that concludes this virtual walk down memory lane. Another rewind from Harmony UK podcast next week, when I'll be looking back at some of the more humorous moments of the past few years. Till then... Stay safe and thank you for listening.